hitting and and we're hitting record now and we're officially live 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 what's going on print fam thanks for tuning in to the print life live video podcast but before i officially do the intro we gotta roll the you know the intro music so here we go Hey, what's going on, Print Fam? It's your boy Cam, and welcome to the Print Life Live, Live, Live. If you are new, little introduction. My name is Cam. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. I'm a screen printer with roughly 10 years of printing experience and about seven years of just poor business experience. Want to welcome you back or welcome you for the first time to the Print Life live video podcast. This podcast is special because you get to interact with me a little bit. You know, you can call into the hotline if you got a question. You can talk with all the other Print Fam members in the chat. If you want to lurk, that's cool. If you want to just get involved in the chat, that's cool too. You do you here because I'm going to do me and everyone else is doing them too. So welcome, everybody. It's awesome that you're here. Here's what's happening today on The Print Life. We're going to start with our industry and independent shop news. Most of that news is now gathered from our The Print Life Facebook group. Uh, and thank you in advance to everybody who, uh, who posted that thing. Uh, then as far as the business topic, I don't got one again. What else is new? Uh, if you guys have a topic that you would like me to riff on, go ahead and leave it in the chat now. Type in at the print life so that I get the little orange notification uh, if there's something you want me to talk about, and I'll do that. Other than that, we're just going to skip over the business topic for today. Uh, and last but not least, we do the live Q&A where people call into the hotline and ask their questions or leave their comments. Uh, and then if there's none of those, then I may or may not go to the chat and answer questions in there. Uh, also... Uh, what's what the hell? There's something that I made notes on, like a new thing, but I don't know what. Also, if you have show comment, print family, hit the like button. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. If you guys are here and you, you guys saw on the vlog how YouTube is asking me to um get people interacting with the video. So if you're here, if you're hanging out on the live thing, go ahead and punch the thumbs up right now. If you're a core print fan member, of course, go ahead and pop into the comments and say a little something nice to me or to the print fam. Just say something. Do something. If you ain't got nothing to say, just type print fam was here. Uh, and then you guys, dude, I'm going to try to blast through the social media stuff because I listened to the last podcast and I take way too long going through it. So I'm going to blast through it. Follow me at Cam Irvin on Instagram and Twitter. Go do that now. Subscribe to the Print Life Podcast on iTunes. Uh, Five-star review and say something nice. Share my YouTube videos a lot. Please like on them, comment on them, share them. And remember, we go live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time right here on YouTube and simultaneously on the Print Life. I don't know if we're on the actual Facebook group or on the Print Life's like business page. but I'm live on one of those. I don't know. Uh, and then, yeah, if you're interested in being on this live show, man, we got to get to 100 live viewers. But once we get there, I'm going to start bringing guests in, man. I got people I got people queued up, man. We're going to be talking with people from M&R. We're going to be talking with people from all the major ink reps. And we're not going to just let them sling their product. We're going to pick their brains. We're going to extract every ounce of knowledge they got. And guess what? We're all going to get better. But we got to get 100 live viewers going first. So let's, let's uh, you know, together, let's get that thing rocking and rolling. Uh, is it news time? I think it's news time. Is it news time? Yes. Let's go ahead and move on to the industry news. Today, we're going to do like we do every day. I go in here to type in news, right? Because I have to do this to filter this shit out. And then I go most recent. And I'm just going to start at the top and work my way down from most recent to oldest. So the late, it's weird, kind of sucks, but the later you post your news, the more likely you are to get featured first excuse me oh god dude this this stuff zevia zero calorie soda it's supposed to be good for you no sugar no artificial sweeteners no caffeine free all this shit but it gives me the craziest something it's not heartburn it makes me it makes me want to like you know pile drive my sternum it's very weird it's weird stuff Moving on, it's time for the Print Life Shop News. Thanks, everybody, for being here. 
Uh, I'm ready to run down the list. This is my. This is just a new voice. I'm playing around with. Okay, enough of that. Kevin Gunn has submitted some wonderful shop news. Um, let's see what he's got to say. He saved himself a lot of work by being sick as hell on Monday and Tuesday. Had a hundred shirts to print for customer. Uh, shirts were promised for Thursday, and then he texted the customer because he prefers text communication. I, f- I feel you there for sure. And said, I'm a day behind, and he said, call me before you print. So I called, and he said, my business partner and I split up. How much will it cost me to redo my, my design from scratch with a new name? Uh, after talking with him, uh, I'll be helping him brainstorm a whole new business name. He's coming up with a new logo, 100 shirts, didn't get wasted. Such a relief. Okay, so you could have lost the fucking contract because technically the business split up, but he's redoing it. He's going to get a new identity, so you're okay. That's good news, dude. Um, I saved you, huh? Okay, wait, 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 wait. I almost bit the bullet and printed them, but I remembered it was... Oh, shit. The print life strikes again, man. We're saving people from um, misprinting by keeping you all from doing the work that you desperately need to do to get paid. That's what I'm here for, to distract the living shit out of you. You're welcome, Kevin. Thank you for sharing, dude. I feel like I was kind of run on reading that. I didn't fully understand what was going on, but I do now. And luckily, you didn't print them, dude, because that would have sucked. I've, that kind of stuff happens to us all the time. Not so much anymore, but in the beginning. Okay. This is not news. All right. About 14 hours ago, we got some shop news from Altered Ink Print House. Let me go ahead and expand this. So... They just got their first run of shirts complete on their Hopkins 3000 from Ryanet. Uh, at the past ISS Long Beach show. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, okay, yeah, so you received it from the ISS Long Beach show. They did these Kelly Green shirts with a Pantone mix using the Ryanet Fusion mixing system. Uh, had gone a step further in the process, and they did it as a discharge due to the fact that the flash still isn't hooked up. Plus, ditch, discharge is just cool as shit. Yes, it is. If it wasn't for that Goddamn deadly formaldehyde that's put in this stuff, man. You know I'm 10% dumber since I started printing with the shit. Just saying. But it is awesome. I love it too. I definitely had some jacked up prints since I haven't touched a squeegee since grade school. Uh, Not bad for my first run of shirt 72, especially since with the bad one, since the customer is me. Good thing. Okay, so even if they were fucked up. This is cool. I love that... that, um, monochrome like the monochromatic type of thing or your tone on tone you know green on green very cool love the graphic dude who did it for you you know is that is that your handiwork i'm assuming it is very nice job bro man i like this bro uh my address is 1117 east van buren street unit e phoenix arizona 85006 you know if i mean i don't know i think it would look pretty good I'm not, I'm not saying nothing, but I wouldn't be mad if I was rocking a, a fierce as a lion, humble as a Hawaiian shirt. I wouldn't be mad at it. Anyway, dude, very good job. You killed it. And thank you for sharing your shop news, dude. We love this kind of stuff. That's exactly the kind of shit I'm looking for. Okay, we got some... What is this? We got some shop news for indigenous graphics from William Century. So they got some shirts done for a local tribal member. Uh, and he got these prints on cobalt blue shirts, as shown. I'm looking at them here. Uh, no one beats our meats. Uh, but they're, it's white on like a cobalt blue shirt. Very nice. That's what I'm looking at. They also did them on red and black shirts. And they were very happy with the shirts. Uh, And then he just got a call from the GM of their tribe's casino, and they have an opportunity to be printing 500 shirts. And they usually have 500-plus shirts printed almost on a monthly basis or more, depending on their promotions and events. Dude, that is good stuff. We have a handful of clients like that, and they literally save your shop over and over and over again. When you get a couple of those consistent accounts, life is really good. So congratulations on that, Will, bro. That's, that's amazing. Uh, and then he just wanted to thank everyone in the print fam. 
uh, for just all of your guys' help, man. All the contributions you guys do to the group and answering each other's questions is beautiful. I admittedly am not as active in there. I don't know. I can only you know put my energy in so many places. So, but, but I really love that you guys have kind of picked up the slack and and you do your thing on the group. So that's really awesome. And and William thanks you as well. So nice shout out, bro. Thank you so much for sharing the news, William. Congratulations, dude. Cultivate that contract. If you can get a if you can get five or six more of those, you're gonna be all right. Rent will be paid and food will be put on the table. Lots of questions on the on the Facebook group. See, this is, I mean, it's cool and it's awesome, but this is kind of what I didn't want to have happen on the on the Facebook group because I didn't really, there's a million places for questions and answers. It, it is what it is. It's still cool. I mean, you guys have taken control of that thing anyway, man. So you do you. But it does make it a little harder to sift through the news. Here we go. But yeah, yeah, never mind, dude. Don't keep asking your questions in the print life. It's all good. All right, here we go. Vincent De La Cruz is asked. Got some pretty good shop news. They drove 300 miles. I'm gonna I'm gonna expand this so I got it. Drove 300 miles to pick up a killer uh, Riley Hopkins tabletop uh, two station. Looks like a two station four color press. It's all pretty much brand new. It included the the JR four x two press, a gallon of black lava ink, gallon of degreaser, paint scoop, 18 inch squeegee, uh, emulsion tray. Five 156 mesh screens, blue screen scrubber, all for 800 bucks. Yeah, you pretty much can't beat that, dude. You got everything you need to get started. Very cool, man. Congratulations. And I think that's it because the last thing I'm seeing here. Oh, there's some some really good news. We just posted a blog or a new vlog on the Print Life YouTube channel. So head on over there, check that out. You know, it's a week long vlog. So, you know, it's amazing. It's not, it was, it was cool, man. It's a different format. It's a much better format. It's way less stressful to film it and edit it because I'm not having to worry about hitting upload every day. So make sure if you haven't seen it already, you've gone to the YouTube channel and watched the shit out of it and commented on it and liked it. Thanks in advance, guys. Most of you have, though. All the true print family members, they've watched it. They've liked it. Um, I think that's think that's it okay here's one i'm gonna go ahead and answer this jake johnson asked um how do we post questions on the live stream your best bet i'm gonna answer this question because this is not shop news but i'm gonna answer it anyway dude and this is the last one you got to call the uh, hotline 800-806-3518 and you got to hit the hidden extension which is extension number five you will not be prompted to hit that it's just for you guys so call it in now, call in your questions, and we'll get right to it. Now, that's it, man. There's no more real shop news. I feel like some of you guys are getting a little greedy with the news, man. You could think something. What kind of news do we have here? Well, uh, monument shop news. Okay. The week's been going same week as always. We had some, some really interesting things happen, but one of the, the highlights of this week happened today, and it will be in next week's vlog. But a very special guest, Cliffhanger, stopped by and dropped some knowledge on me, and I'm very excited to share it with you guys on the coming vlog that we'll be posting next Monday. Also, I'm shooting two new videos. Uh, one is a product review, and the other one is mm, another thing that I'm gonna. It's it's a it's a tip review. So we got a lot of stuff coming next couple of, uh, over this probably sometime this week. One of them's probably gonna post tomorrow. Anyway, yeah, a lot of videos coming your way. This is the point. That's what I was trying to get to. That was the long-winded version. So, shop news is wrapped, guys. That's that's all we got, man. 14 minutes in, and we've already made it through all the shop news. Now I'm going to head on over to the chat and see if anyone had a business topic for me. Because if you don't, what can I say? Okay, you posted up some shop news. I'm going to refresh this thing and uh, oops, see if there's a little bit more shop news in there. How do I, you know? Here we go. There we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. 
Some more stuff, guys, so I almost missed this shit. You see how that goes? Could have been bad. Let's go by most recent. All right, so the shop news is officially not over. I got some more stuff here. Let's go ahead and start. This is from my man coming through in a pinch. Brian Bufka has created it. He uh, did some research, found me some industry shop news so that I could share it with you guys. So you guys definitely give Brian Bufka a big thanks. Thanks, Brian. Just for taking some uh, some stuff off my plate. I applaud you. Keep it up, my friend. So let's see what we got going on here. I'm going to actually open this up. You may or may not see the whole thing, but this will give me... This makes it easier for me to see what's happening with this. So the headline is... This is from uh, Promo Marketing Magazine, and it says, What the heck is going on with Cafe Press? I'm going to read this to you word for word because I can't. I don't know what's going on with it. Company, companies like Walmart and uh, Simpress, parent company of Vistaprint and National Pinco, give distributors and suppliers reasonable cause for concern as they are pulling in more business than in the past. One of the heavyweights in that category, however, seems to be in a weird free fall. And we're talking about Cafe Press. So in March, the company parted ways with Chief Operating, o- Operating Officer Robert D. Barton and the two board members, uh, in addition to other staff members, after a 22% drop in gross profit for 2017. CEO Fred Durham also slashed his own salary in an effort to save money for the company. Uh, so what's happening is last week, Cafe Press announced its first quarter 2018 financial results, which were less than stellar. So the total revenue of the company was down 20% from the same period in 2017. Um, total revenue. The CafePress.com's revenue was down 28%, and the total orders were down 21%. Um and this is uh, what is this for? Okay, so this is a fu- this is for a fucking podcast for somebody, maybe PM marketing. Mm, don't. I wish I had listened to it beforehand. Beforehand. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so I'm I'm not sure why this is happening. I mean, I, I see that it is happening, but I'm trying to. I'm scrolling through this, um, and I'm just trying to figure out what they what they suspect is the cause. I mean, apparently they just think companies like Walmart and Simpress are are sucking up the work. I don't know. You guys might want to check out the promo marketing podcast episode one. Uh, you know, so maybe that that'll answer the question because I'm gonna have to listen to that too as soon as, as soon as I'm done here, man. I'd like to know what they think it is. You know, I mean, I, I wonder if Cafe Press is losing web traffic because of the new Google al- algorithms. I wonder if it's because Walmart and them are, are undercutting them. I don't know. I'm, I'm not really sure what's happening, but I'm gonna be 100% honest with you. I'm not 100% familiar with what I said 100% twice. Hate it when I do that. I'm not. I'm going to say it a third time. 100% sure what Cafe Press did. Okay? So that's that. Definitely check out the Promo Marketing Podcast, Episode 1. That's what I would say. And also, check out the Print Life Podcast, Episode 33, which will be posted tomorrow or or the next day. One of those two. Probably Probably on Friday. Yeah, Friday's our official post date for that. Sorry, I'm looking through here a little bit more. I don't... This is one of those things that I want to know what's going on, so I'm going to keep that web page up because someone get back to it. Anyway, brother, thank you so much, Brian, for sharing that. It's good stuff. Uh, and then we got some some more news from Patrick Duff. Um, I can't tell what the they just bought a used Rainar Elite after searching for months to replace his uh, his shitty tabletop press, and he's excited because it should be there in the next week, and he's super stoked to be getting some real equipment in the shop. Plus, it's his birthday. So it's a gift to himself. Well, happy birthday, Patrick. Uh, not going to sing to you. But everybody, uh, give give Patrick a, a happy birthday in the chat. How about it? That would be really nice of you guys. And that's the last of it. Let me, let me refresh this one more time. And, you know, that, that looks like that's it. That means we're done. All right, man. Let's move on to the business topic of the day, if there is one. I'm going to go to the chat and see if somebody 
uh, gave me a topic in the chat. First come, first serve. What do we got? What do we got? At the print life. I'm trying to get more business through the shop. I feel like I've hit a wall and can't get past it. Not sure what else to do past social media only. Have a Wix site. Not too good. Okay, so that could be a good one to talk about. Let's see what else we got. Uh, prototype. Yep, you say, yeah, dude, we saved you, brother. We saved you. You are welcome, Kevin. Um, who else is in here? Who else is in here? Good, I'm hurting for some more vlogs. Yeah, dude, I'm, you guys, I'm, I'm slimming the vlogs down to just once a week, but they're going to be extended, and the first one was like 15 minutes. It was an experiment. The last one, I think we hit 19 minutes, but I'm going to really try to shoot for that 25-minute episode that covers the entire week. That's what I'm shooting for. It's a lot more fun, dude. And it feels like, and I'm not good at it yet, but it's a new challenge because I can try to develop an, a story arc throughout the week, right? Like with rising action and then a conclusion at the end of the week. I haven't done it successfully yet, but I'm excited to start messing around with a little bit higher level storytelling. You guys, what's up with the printing industry, man? It's tripping me out a little bit right now. A lot of, lot of people getting involved in it. It's awesome. Um, got my first platinum special effect print job. Did print, okay, Eric got his first platinum special effects print job done today. Good job, guys. Well, online advertising. Do you use it and how? That could be a good one. Organic sticker. You guys, I'm reading through here trying. Oh, I like that. New hashtag, Cam's the man. I like it like it a lot you know what sucks like i i I chose the print life you know and and it's mine and all that stuff but like there's also an industry it's also an industry hashtag and i can't really own that hashtag which kind of sucks because it's used like industry-wide i feel like maybe that was a bad choice on my part so so, all right well there's this one trying to get more business I'm trying to get more business through the shop. I feel like I've hit a wall. I can't get past it. Not sure what else to do past social media. Only have a Wix site. Not too good. All right, Eric. So I guess I I can riff on this. I think we've talked about this stuff before. But honestly, I change my mind on this topic all the time. And your question is, how do you get more business? And, like, I don't really think I'm the guy to ask that um, because I'm so, like, deeply like invested in the web presence right but recently google made a bunch of changes and and like seo really just comes down to proximity so it doesn't really work the same way it's effectively made it the the internet has effectively made it where if you want any work outside of your local area you gotta pay to advertise and that's i think really where it is going um for a long time the internet was a free-for-all and there were no real regulations and the underdog could kind of work their way in, but now um, it's a good and a bad thing because you'll, you'll snatch up all your local business, much like how your yellow pages worked. Uh, if someone is searching for a screen printer next to you, whether they're a mile or two down the road, it will show a list of, of screen printers as long as you have done the basic local SEO practices, and there's a million books on that, it will show you to that client that is searching for you. So it's good and bad. You're not going to be able to push like a national brand without paying for it, but you can snatch up a lot of your local work, which is what most of us are doing, and a lot of people that even have piss-poor websites are still able to snatch up their local work because the search results are all based on how close the person searching is to your business. So it's a good thing. Uh, If you're just looking for a location, I would at this point definitely do a Google search, like a Google map search for screen printing and look at all the dots and try to place yourself in an area where there isn't one, right? You kind of want to be the closest one to like an open area now because that's what's going to matter. As a matter of fact, that is kind of, if I were to move out of this place, that is that would be how I decided where I end up. And that way I could at least snatch up some of that local business in that area. But again, you got to be in a metropolitan area where there's people and businesses, you know. That's one thing I could say in regards to your website. Now, the website is extremely important uh, for snatching up that local work, but it's also the landing page for your paid advertising efforts. Um, this is what I would tell you if you're trying to really understand it, man. You need to learn Google AdWords. I don't I can't speak on their uh, effect. 
efficacy. I really want, I want this word. I want to use it right. Efficacy, but I feel like that's not the right word, but I want to use it. So I'm going to use it. I can't speak on their efficacy. Mm, just doesn't feel right. But I mean, I can't to, to, to a too large of a degree. I use them for getting live screen printing clients a lot, and they work like a charm. Uh, and I've used them in the past for getting screen printing clients, and it does, man. You'll get an influx of traffic to your website. The problem is, is if you haven't created a website that converts you know, people browsing into clients, you're going to lose them. And then you just paid to get them to your site only to lose them. So you gotta study click through, like click funnels, right? That, that system, the the sales funnel system. You have to study it. Not only that, you have to understand uh, SEO. You have to understand Google AdWords campaigns and how to structure one, how to test different campaigns on different landing pages. And then finally, you need to do the same thing for Facebook ads. Now, I can't speak to Facebook ads at all, but apparently they work, and apparently a lot of people do search for services through Facebook. Don't know if it's true but it's a thing. And then the last thing on the list I would say is retargeting. And I've been looking into this a lot. Uh, there are third party companies that do it like AdRoll. There's a million different, you know, gurus telling you how to use, uh, remarketing to bring your clients back to you. And ultimately I think remarketing is the end game because you get people to your site, but if you don't sell them on it the first time with remarketing, you're focusing all your efforts on just getting them back, right? So look into remarketing. So those are your things. I'm going to try to reiterate it one more time. Probably not in the same order. You need to start studying Google AdWords and, and how to effectively run campaigns and split test them. Uh, you got to get your website SEO down, right? SEO is just standard practice now. Build it on a WordPress website. Fuck Wix. Fuck them all, man. WordPress is where it's at. Build your site off of WordPress. It's extremely easy. Google or go to YouTube and type in how to build a WordPress website uh, for beginners and it'll show you. It's literally a three-click installation and you're up and running, dude. So host your own WordPress site and get it built. And then uh, last but not least is start studying that Facebook ads and then retargeting. Uh, yeah, dude, the, the whole... The, the game of free search ranking and all that kind of stuff, I, and I'm not a pro, so do not, this is not gospel, do not take my word for this, but I, I've, I've, felt, the, I've felt the pinch too. I think it's over to, to, in, a, in large part. It's, I think it's over. You, you, know, you got to pay to play again. But dude, there's good news, man. Like Facebook ads is fa- fairly affordable. Um, uh, what else is affordable? Google's really not affordable anymore, dude. You can, if you don't have things dialed in and the big dogs are kind of driving the bid price of that thing up, you could pay $6 for a click through Google AdWords. So if you're going to use Google AdWords, you got you to gotta be studying it, man. But get a book on that and become an expert. I study it all the time, and I'm still not an expert. expert. There's a lot to know. It can be as simple or as complicated as you want. There we go. That felt more like answering a Q&A question, uh, but that was our business topic of the day, sort of, I guess. Mm, it worked. Yeah, next week, I'll, I'll have a good one s- lined out and planned out, man, because I really enjoy doing them. But when I get tied up here in the shop and I don't have a free part of the Wednesday, I can't sit down and like think it through, right, and make a plan or even think about it at all. So that's it, man. So let's go ahead and move on to the Q&A portion of the day. It's time for the Q&A portion of the print life. So make sure to call the hotline now. Dude, I had that voice down a second ago. Now now I can't do it. Fuck. It's time for the q Damn it. Anyway, call 800-806-3518. Dial extension 5 and record your question or just, you know, leave your positive, happy comment. Or, you know, if you really want to be a dick. You can you can slam a motherfucker or something. I don't know. Do whatever you want to do, but call it in now. Let's go back to this this thing. Actually, while you guys are calling it in, let's not officially start the thing. Let's do the um the Instagram shout out and also actually no, we'll do the fashion yeah, fuck it. Instagram shout out first. And then, dude, this is not the the, the thing that I wanted. I wanted premium. There we go. It's a couple of them, so I'm not sure. Premium Design Co. Today's Instagram shout-out is going to be on uh, Premium Design Co. Now, I feel like I've shouted out Lincoln Design Co. before, but this is another one of the, you know, it's a design firm. They're, they're 
they lean more heavily on illustration than like hardcore computer graphics, which I really like. I feel like there's a lot of pen on paper and then they just convert it to a graphic, which I really like. That's the reason I wanted to shout out premium specifically. They've blown up over, over the course of the last little while. I mean, they got Jesus, their, their followers are pretty high now, but just like, just clicking through their stuff, man. I mean, you can just tell there's hardcore illustrations. They can do a crazy color palette if they want to. I'm looking at this one called Lazy Larry's Lemonade, which is it's pretty sick. I'm, I'm down on it. And then the right, the next one shows like a uh, hand drafted illustration of like a graffiti hand style font. And then you go right into this really crazy, almost 70s, 80s era souvenir jacket type of type of graphic, which would look. Let's just look sick. And then there's another illustration of this uh, of this gorilla, you know, chomping a barbell in half. Just a lot of really good stuff, right? And they can do really good graphics even for, you know, like your your local CrossFit gym. This is what I love to see with a design firm that's that's not only working with the big brands, but they're also doing, you know, local work. I think when a design firm does that, it, it's going to give them more longevity. Whereas if they only work exclusively with big box brands, it's going to—I think it'll hurt them in the long run because then their their price goes up too far, and then they become unattainable, and then people start stop fucking with them. Whereas this, these guys are doing it right—a little bit of everything. Uh, so yeah, shout out to fucking Premium Design Co. You guys check them out on Instagram. I'm sure a lot of you are following them already, but if you're not. It's a great resource. If you got a client that needs some custom illustration, dude, that's what all of these accounts are here for. This is a resource, man. Instagram is a resource, especially if you have a need for premium design. You guys, we're a lot of us are DIYers, right? We, we're used to doing everything ourselves. We deal with the customer. We do the art ourselves. But you don't got to be a designer, Let's say you're proficient in Illustrator. That's cool. Be proficient. But when a client comes in and they need that high-level illustration, you can tell them, well, look, I can do this. But if you need this next-level stuff, let's get you in contact with premium, and you can pay a premium price and get a premium product. I feel like a lot of us limit ourselves to only what we, f- we find uh, ourselves capable of doing ourselves. That was weird. I structured that very strangely. But you get where I'm going with that. And... The world is much bigger and also much smaller than, than you know, sometimes I think, fuck, I, that's not going the way I want. Uh, the world is much smaller than we think it is. And we have all of these resources at our fingertips that we wouldn't have had 10 years ago. The Internet has just opened this whole world up to us. If you got a client that needs some killer designs, just put them in touch with one of these people, man. Get a roster of designers from Instagram uh, in your Rolodex that you can put your customers in contact with. You don't even have to call them. I mean, you don't have to be a greedy fuck and pull a commission on it. But now you have a client that's getting a, a top-level design, and then they'll always come back to you to print it. right? And now you're printing some killer graphics instead of some graphics. So you're like, eh, eh. Don't even really want to take this job, but I will because i got to pay my rent. But eh. Or you could get some clients, send them off to these guys or to Lincoln or whoever. Those guys are probably really expensive now. Uh, and then they come back to you with this graphic and you go, ooh. You're, like, you're just like a queen dancing around. So happy. Yay. Look at this graphic. This is going to look so good on my Instagram page after we print it and post it. Hey. You choose what print shop you want to be. Weird. Uh, let's go on to fashion trends. Now, this one is this dude this is what i'm noticing man this is why i fucking love streetwear because you never know where it's gonna go uh tde which is i can't do they're a, a record label right and they've they've just done a collaboration with nike and the only reason i'm talking about this again i'm trying to keep the streetwear thing very screen printing centric and if you're only listening to this what i'm looking at is some super clean prints on long sleeve hoodies and t-shirts man they're using japanese caricatures very 2000 right 99 2000 uh in in a really neat way though you, i can't even explain it they have almost that off-white uh, writing on the sleeves i've been experimenting with this style a little bit for the monument limited t-shirts that i want to release pretty soon but it's just really clean 
And the reason I bring this up is because in the screen printing world, I think we're going to see a lot of this kind of stuff now. More about uh, large volumes, lots of placement in a lot of places. Maybe both sleeves, maybe something on the back, something on the hood, something on the front, something on the hem. Maybe you stitch a few tags on there. You get a lot of placements going on, and it looks sick. This particular one, this the TDE Nike collaboration that I'm looking at on Hype Beast, they also utilized um, some reflective inks in there, which I want to mess with that more, man. I did some things. I'm trying to get a bright white. The thing with reflectives is you can't underbase them, apparently, but I haven't experimented yet. But if I bet you if you did a discharge base and then you print and then you flashed it, right, and then you printed the um, the reflective on top of that, it would make the reflective ink brighter, but it would still give it its reflective properties. I bet you it would work. I need to do it. I'm going to do that on one of my more recent ones. But yeah, definitely go to Hypebeast and check out the uh, Nike TDE collaboration. Uh, it's pretty cool, man. Pretty damn cool. Yeah, I like it. So this was just a, a thing I wanted to shout out mainly because of their prints. So that's that. Now we're going to go back in, and it's officially Q&A time. So let's head over. And I, did it log me out? Yep, sure did. Show enough, it did. Show enough, it did. I'm logging in. Hang on. <clears throat> hey, guys. Uh, you know, I didn't check in with you. I just assumed everything's good. But how are we streaming? Are we streaming good? Let me know in the chat. Is everything rolling smooth and rolling hard? Sonny Gray, what up? Jamie, what's up? Will Daly, sup? Jason Enns, sup? Sup, everybody, sup? 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 Yo, okay, we got some calls, guys. You guys ready to, to start this Q&A portion of the day? Well, I sure am. It's time for the... the Dude, I want my voice back. You go back and listen to the beginning of the podcast before we officially started. I was nailing it. Nailing it. Not so much now. God damn it. All right. Moving on. Let's play our first call, guys. This, uh, let's listen to our first caller. Hey, Cam. This is uh, Scott King with Scott King Design calling in. So, hey, Scott? I don't know if this is a silly question or not. Uh, I did a job last week, and uh, it was I had to put a lot of white down first. And it was pretty much a big circle of white, and then I put kind of the colors on top of that. Um, the print turned out pretty good. I just don't like the thickness of that white that I'm putting down. I did a print slash print. So I'm just curious if there's a tip or a suggestion from anybody that might help kind of... Whoops. Damn it. From anybody that might help kind of... Just get that feel down so it doesn't feel so thick on the shirt. So that's it. I'll talk to you guys later. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Scott. I love it, dude. Um, Yeah, it's the most common question asked from new printers and even extremely experienced printers, man. The, the, The thin white plastisol print is the holy grail. Once you got that down, you got the thing. You got it all down, right? And honestly, man, I've tried everything, man. And I've I've tried this, I've tried that, and I have I have my beliefs on what works and what doesn't work. And I'm gonna just lay it out to you, my opinion. Um, I'm sure there are people that'll disagree, but that's the nature of this sucker, right? First things first, things first, things first. Sometimes I feel like the co- the fabric matters, right? Like I've noticed that. Um, Gildens actually have a smoother print face than like a next level because there's so much fibrillation on on uh, next levels. They're fuzzy, right? So it gets it. So when you're printing on them, it requires a much heavier matting stage than like the Gildan does. The Gildan doesn't require as much of that. And like I remember one of the best print surface surfaces out there, in my personal opinion, is the all style apparel. That traditional all style T-shirt that the streetwear industry started on, dude. That thing. You could print the smoothest plastisol on them. It's so easy. Uh, but anyway, that's just garment selection. Mm, sort of matters, sort of doesn't. Make sure your tackiness is up on your on your thing, uh, and make sure you're monitoring monitoring those heat levels with the flash, man. Uh, just so that you're not building up too much or getting the ink to stick in the screens. In regards, dude, I can go on like this forever. In regards 
to getting it as thin as possible. You need to have the highest mesh count screen that you can manage to push the white ink through, right? So for me personally, before I found the thin thread screens, I could not stand printing through a 200, but there are printers out there, manual printers who print white ink through a 200 mesh. Now, I disagree with that for many levels. One, at a 200 mesh, it's harder to push the white pigment through, so it requires more layers and stuff. But, you, you know, some printers believe that you can go high mesh and get a good, uh, smooth white print through it. So up your mesh counts to as high as you can manage to push the ink through comfortably. You don't want to, I don't believe, as a manual printer, you want to kill yourself. Uh, moving on from there, these... I've heard I heard one printer in the comments after I was I was so adamantly endorsing S thread screens say that they felt like it was a placebo, but I believe that the only reason someone would say that is if they were printing on an automatic and they didn't feel the difference. And this is the reality, man. Once you start printing on them manually, specifically a 150 S mesh screen, it's like a 48 diameter thread. You will not go back. You will not go back. It lays more, it lays ink down. It's like there's less, but there's more, right? Because it requires less pressure to get the ink through the mesh, uh, it lays it more on top of the fabric instead of driving it in. So it's like less, but more. The print is easier. It releases from the mesh easier, right? So you get the much smoother feel just from your first pass. Um, and because it's on top of the fabric, it flashes quicker. And then when you do your second print, your print, print, flash print, that second coat is smooth as butter, dude. If you're really struggling with your white print, get yourself, just buy one or two 150 S mesh screens from Marukami. It's that 48, it'll usually say 150 and then it'll say 48 S or some shit like that on the screen. Get yourself one of those, set up a white job and test that out. Uh, another thing with white ink is that the that you want to have a super sharp edge, so sharpen the shit out of that squeegee. And I think, I mean, I've heard all these crazy technical ideas on squeegee durometo and like a triple duro and all these different kinds of things. But just a seventy duro, we use them all the time, dude. We get super clean white plastisol prints with them. And last but not least is you've seen it in all my videos that matting stage, man. There's a million things to call it, a defibrillation hit, the smoothing hit, whatever you want to call it. Get yourself a screen directly after the flash. Do a nice smoothing stroke across the top of the thing and then lay your next print on top of it. The, we pretty much do everything I just said. And it, you know, I, I, I think our Plastisol prints are, they're up there. The only thing that would make it a little bit better is if we had a hot iron. And if I had an automatic press to it, I would have a hot iron that would just iron that first, that base hit down with heat. That's the only thing that we don't have. But admittedly, we are almost exclusively, we're trying desperately to switch from the Plastisol White altogether. I'm testing out all the major brands of water-based ink. I'm trying out Permacet Aqua, uh, Green Galaxy, Matsui. Uh, there was another one. Help me out here, guys. God. Anyway, yeah, we're going to test them all out. We're trying to find the best water-based white, and once I find it, I will report my findings to you. Turns out it's not as hard to print water-based as I thought. I'm going to share a whole video on that here shortly. Thanks for your question. Hopefully that answered it, dude. It answered it. It was long-winded, but it answered your question. Thank you so much for uh, calling in, Scott. Let's move on to the next question. Hey, Cam, what's going on? My name's Andy. I live in Fargo, North Dakota. First off, what shout out to you. Thank you for the live videos. They're awesome. I love them. Thanks, Quick man. question for you or for anyone out there. I got offered a job to do a live printing uh, in a couple months, nice. and I'm just curious, what kind of things am I going to need to set up to do a live print? Uh, any advice would be awesome. Thanks, Cam. Have a great night. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're snatching up all of our all that local work, man. You don't need much if you're just that. That was weird. I feel like I just yelled, and we probably clipped out. You don't need much if you're doing your local area. Take this out. Uh, <clears throat> um, you know, because you can you can just throw it in the van or the truck and drive there. So in terms of that, you just need your basic stuff. You need either a conveyor dryer or a flash dryer. You need your inks. 
one tip that I do recommend is applying a low cure additive to your inks. That way, they're curing a little bit faster on site. It's one thing when you're here and you know you can run them, you can flash them, do the prints, and then run them through the dryer. But out there, you're curing it with one very small dryer. So adding a low cure just it shaves that second off of each print, and those shaved seconds will speed up your process and get it done quicker. So try that out. Um, make sure you take a, a spat, enough spatulas for each color colors and definitely take extra garbage bags and a shitload of paper towels man um make sure you take your roll of tape because something always goes wrong and double check your screens before you get there because as you know uh it's one thing when you're at your shop and you can make changes but it's a whole other thing when you when you got your shit all loaded up you get to the thing and then you look at your image and it's missing an a or it's missing a graphic and now you have to that thing's out of the event you can't use that so you just took them from a six color job to a to a five or a, a six graphic job where they could choose from six graphics and now they're only able to choose from five and it was your fault so double check your artwork double check your screens before you go to the event i mean be super anal with it i am not anal retentive in that way I, i'm not detail oriented like that which is why i should never be responsible for double checking artwork I've personally fucked that up. That's why I bring it up. Any other tips for live screen printing? Um, you, you know, they hire you to be there and to be, you know, Johnny on the spot. If you're a smoker or whatever, it, it's not you're not going to be able to take a break. So from the moment the event starts until it ends, you're going to be printing the whole time. Unless you bring a crew with you and you guys can swap out. Uh, I try not to do that just to keep costs lower. So it's it's a one continuous run. So just be ready for that. If you try to take breaks, dude, or if you fucking abandon the event to grab a puff, so you're going to look like an amateur and they're not going to bring you back. <clears throat> what else? What else? What else? That's all I could think of, dude. It's straightforward. It's, it is entry-level screen printing. So just take your entry-level stuff and you're good to go. Thanks for calling in, man. Have fun. Live event screen printing, however stressful it is, it's a lot of fun because it gets you out of the shop and it kind of takes you out of your little screen printing bubble that we're all in, right? It, it expands your world a little bit. And a lot of them have open bars and at the end of the event, after you're done printing, they'll share it with you. So that's always kind of fun. Depends on where you go. But thanks so much for calling in, Davey. That was a, was a good question, man. Enjoy your first live event. I think you said this is your first one. Enjoy it. Hey, Cam, it's Will Daly. Um, what up, Will? Love the show. And I'm actually digging the weekly uh, vlogs. Cool. Uh, that you uh, shoot through the week, kind of like that format. Yeah, good, good, good. Keep, keep it up. Thanks, bro. Uh, my question is, uh, I'm, as I've, we've talked on Facebook, uh, I'm using that Fusion 180 white ink, and I just can't get the fibrillation down. I've, I've done the um, smash screen method, and... Um, a couple other different methods, and I just can't get it to go away. Am I uh, maybe I'm my off contact's not right or what? Maybe. Got any advice for me, bud? I okay. uh, appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay, have I? It's I'm like I'm scratching my head because I feel like I did a how to print plastisol white video, but have I ever done that tutorial? Just like dove into the little details of manually printing a smooth white print. Maybe I haven't. You know what? If I'll, 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 check, I'll do some research and I'll look into that. If I haven't addressed this problem, because it is the most commonly asked question in the history of screen printing, uh, I'll do a video on it. Uh, I do think also, though, the screen printers have to manage your expectations when it comes to the smoothness of that white print. Right? Like, even when we do, uh, there's always a little bit of, there's always a little bit of texture, even with the defibrillation hit or the smoothing stroke, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, but let's run down the list. So you're doing your print. I, I don't know what mesh count you're printing through. Um, I would say now, like, again, after using S-Mesh, I, I only recommend them for printing at least white. You know, even if you don't use them for anything else, just for printing white ink, I would say just get them and use them exclusively for that. But if you're not going to, um, you're going to get one. You're going to use either a 110 or a 160 probably on a manual. I have seen printers manually print through 200s, even 230s. But like, who wants to? You can get a perfectly acceptable, really good white print through a 160 or even a 110. We've, we've done both. 
Um, your emulsion, you want to, you know, you want to have a little bit of a thicker stencil. You don't have to do like a double coat, but we do anyway. Coat, turn, coat, let it dry. That'll give you more, pretty much enough of a thick, uh, stencil thickness. And just sharpen that squeegee, man. And with white screen printing, I know a lot of printers don't get this, and I'm heavy-handed too, so I have to remind myself all the time. But it ain't about the pressure. It's about the speed, man. And you just, when you're doing that pull, you know, you don't got to drive it down. If In my personal opinion with white ink, if you're driving it down, you've either selected the wrong, you've probably selected the wrong mesh. You know what I mean? And that squeegee definitely, you definitely don't want that blade on some fucking, right? Like you'll see just pushing on that thing, putting all your weight on it. If you're doing that, you're you're not sitting the ink on top of the fibers. If the ink sits on top of the fibers, it will naturally mat them down. Where you get fibrillation problems, in my opinion, now is when it pushes past those fibers, when it pushes through them, and it allows the fibers to peek through the top. So you got to just a smooth, clean, even stroke, and you'll watch that ink literally just peel right out. Um, Especially, dude, with the S-Mesh stuff, dude. You know, a lot of the times you're going to do your first pass because you got to kind of lay the first layer of ink down. You just put that there. And then your next pass, the second stroke, is the nice pull one. And that clears the ink from the mesh and all that kind of stuff. Then you flash it. You either do your defibrillation or not. And then the second one is what really puts that glossy print over the top of it. Now, Fusion 180 was awesome. The final print result was awesome, but the and again I was using the fuse the Fusion 180 Low Cure. I think that you're using. I think I remember in your Facebook question you were using the actual cotton stuff. I haven't printed with that, but the Fusion 180 Low Cure was harder than shit to print with. But for some reason, I don't know what it was that the final result was the hands down the smoothest plastisol print I've ever done. But the trade-off, there's no way I could manage it. If it run on automatic and I wasn't having to manually do it, I would run with it all day long. But on manually, dude, there's just no fucking way. I don't feel. I feel like I didn't answer your question there either, dude. There's so many little things. High good good screen tensions. Um, it's, I don't know. I feel I don't, sometimes it just feels like it's a knack, dude. Like the more you're doing it, you just start to like you know the flips, right? and then you're getting and then you're getting clean screen prints like i know i have to adjust my pressure when i go from a discharge job back to a plastisol job especially because i'm not screen printing every day like i used to so even then i have to like adjust my techniques and i have to remind myself when i go from discharge to plastisol and back so i think it's just a, a knack a lot of it dude it just comes from time and trying different things i don't know I'm going to do a video on it because I feel like I haven't now. And the more I think about it, I'm pretty sure I haven't. Anyway, dude, thanks for calling in, Will. Uh, you know, God, I'm trying to think if I'm missing some little tip or trick that. Are you stirring your inks? Stir the livid shit out of your white. Eat, like, get a, aggressively stir it. What, am I, what else am I missing? Make sure you're not over flashing because if you're over flashing that stuff, dude, it does some really weird stuff to your ink and it makes things stick in the mesh and it gets really hard to clear it. And I think a really good white print comes from getting good uh, ink clearance from the mesh or ink release. When it releases from that mesh after you do your stroke, that is what determines whether it's going to be a good, clean plastisol print or if it looks all, or if it feels like suede. No one wants it to feel like suede. Eh, anyway, it's the best I got for you, dude. Hey, Cam. Hey, Prince. Uh, Jason in. Uh, quick question. What up, Jason? Thanks um, for calling. Do you have any advice or a good way to ship internationally? I have some people overseas that want to order, but they just don't want to pay the shipping. I'm trying to find any cheaper way. Nope. But it's just astronomical numbers. wondering if you had any... Uh, any idea of how to get the shipping down. All right, thanks. Talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, dude, I would hesitate to even consider shipping anything internationally for any reason because uh, it's just more cost-effective to do it on your own, on your motherland. Like, So if they're calling out of India or wherever or China or wherever, it would would still be more cost-effective for them to print locally than pay those shipping costs. I have not found a way to to do it internationally. We won't even ship to Hawaii, dude. And I do have a lot of Hawaiians inquire because it's so expensive to print uh, on the the Hawaiian islands. 
because the Islanders know that they could charge a lot in the area. So they call because they call like California and Arizona like, holy shit, it's so much cheaper. But then after you account for the, the fees to ship it there, it ends up costing more. So point is, if you got to cross an ocean, I don't know. I don't know a way to do it. Uh, you, I, I would, I would suggest though, if that's really what you want to do, you need to get on the line with UPS. Like, they, UPS has representatives, so does FedEx, so does DHL, and all them, and they can walk you through how you would go through the most savings. But dude, there's just, I wouldn't even fuck with it, dude. No way. Thanks for calling in, Jason. Very cool, my friend. Uh, we got a few more calls here. Hey, Cam. My name's Madison. Uh, I'm the owner of RMS Press. What up, Madison? Uh, listen, man, I, I really love what you're doing. I've just newly discovered you, but, uh, cool. man, I'm, I'm going to be sticking around, and I really, really just appreciate everything you do. Sick. Um, so Thank I was going to ask you, um, I've just recently found a spot. It's uh, 1,200 square foot, and everything about it's perfect. It's a really super cheap price. Um, the one downfall is... Um, the location is garbage. Um, you know, it's not far away. It's right in the middle of town. It's just kind of in an awkward spot. Um, if I gave someone my address, it would reach around, and I really, really I, I, just I appreciate everything you do. I started reading the chat, and I fucking zoned um, out. Okay, here we go. So I was going to ask you, um, I've just recently found a spot. It's uh, 1,200 square foot, and everything about it's perfect. It's a really super cheap price. Um, the one downfall is... Um, the location is garbage. Um, you know, it's not far away. It's right in the middle of town. It's just kind of in an awkward spot. Um, if I gave someone my address, it would require additional instruction, if that makes sense. Yep, it does. Um, we suffer I was with wondering, the same how much thing. should I allow that to affect my decision? Is that, um, you know, is that something that would discourage you from moving in or Hell no. do you think uh, that should have any factor on my decision love to hear what you think about it thanks cam yeah man hell no it wouldn't affect my dude i love the ghetto so like i'm super comfortable in it so hell no dude if you're i think if you're in a, if it's kind of close to downtown already the proximity is still going to be better for you even if it is kind of funky because google adds more value the closer you are to a central downtown location so if it's close I w- that would be the biggest thing. Now, I mean, we have we have this a very similar situation here, dude. We're basically like a back alley garage, and almost every client that comes through, it's a little bit of a struggle for them. But dude, the cost, right? Like the the yeah the the struggle the the cost of the unit far outweighs the, those little struggles, like having to take a few extra calls to to guide them to your place, right? Uh, and a lot of these things nowadays, man, like most of our clients, dude, will either courier it to them for free or they only come by after they're picking up, right? Like, so they very rarely have to come by on the first meeting anyway. I would not let it detour you in any way as long as they're not trying to sign you up to some crazy long contract. I would do a six-month to a year lease, or a year lease and then you'll get a good gauge if it's something you can deal with. But if the price is right, we our business is more of a, a destination business or um, point of interest. I can't remember. There's a fucking term for it, but they look you up and then they drive directly to you. You don't need access, right? You don't need to be in a busy retail area or anything like that. They look you up when they need you and they drive to you. So if you're getting a good price on it, bro, I mean jump because if you don't jump, someone else is going to. Yeah, don't miss it, man. Do not miss. That's all I could tell you. Don't miss the opportunity. Just don't let them sign you into some crazy like five-year lease. To try to get into a six-month or a year lease, and then and then go from there. And always complain to the landlord, but don't complain to the point where you're driving them crazy. Uh, but just never be like, oh man, this is the best space. Be like, yeah, it's pretty good, but we, yeah, we're struggling with getting the clients here. They're having a hard time finding them. That way, when you re-sign your lease, it almost seems because you really will probably want to re-sign it. But then you're almost like, um, uh, uh, ah, dude, this ain't working for me. This ain't working for me. But then you're like, well, but yeah, we'll go ahead and sign one more year lease as long as you keep us at the same rate. The landlords are always going to try to jack your rate up, so be careful with that. At the end of the lease, anyway. Dude, 
congratulations on finding a, an affordable spot. It's hard to do these days. Hey, Cam. What? Oh, I think we ended out there. Let's try it again. Monahu, Cam. Uh, hello in a tight language. And a quick question on Plastol Ink on 5050. Mm-hmm. Uh, I printed on some and no matter how i cure it uh when you do the stretch test it cracks i've noticed where it's like lightly painted uh, or uh, the ink is light on there um it cracks but then if it's heavy and it's a wide uh design it doesn't crack um i'm just trying to prevent it from cracking altogether no matter how the design is um i just kind of noticed that on a 50 50 blend mm-hmm. um i use will flex uh, Epic Rios and um, the uh, Lava brand from uh, that I got from Ryanet. Yeah. So I was just wondering if there's a special deal or is there an additive I'm supposed to put with it for 50-50 blends? Um, answers to that question would be greatly appreciated. Have a good one and love the printlet. Thanks, man. Yeah, dude. Like, the, you know, there's actually a lot of different ways you can handle all that stuff. It doesn't sound like you're having bleeding problems. Uh, and, you know, the stretch test is an interesting test because it it's kind of like a baseline test, but it's not necessarily an indicator. Like, it's it's one thing uh, if you're laying a thin deposit of ink on it and the molecules aren't actually connected, then they, they are going to separate a little when you pull them, even if they are cured. Uh, to combat that, you can add a stretch additive to it. Wilflex has a stretch additive. Uh, you know, you're going to have to monitor all that stuff because you want to prevent dye migration as much as possible. Uh, the lava stuff, like the water-based ink, I'm not as familiar with it. I'm learning about it, too, but I'm, I'm like, 99% sure they have these blockers. Like, a, they have a black and a gray uh, dye blocker to help prevent the migration. Uh, you can also put the stretch additive in it. Matsui has a stretch white, which is perfect for that stuff. Uh, back to the Plastisol thing. Some cracking dude it it depends like there's a difference when you do the stretch test where you'll see it like separate on itself it goes like right and you'll see it separate but when it's a thin layer of ink and you don't have a stretch additive and you pull it and there's just some like separating it may still very well be cured dude so it's not a definitive test if you really want that plastisol to be stretchy though you got to put a stretch additive in it um the water-based ink always seems to be pretty stretchy anyway, but yeah, they have different additives for that too. But it sounds like you're on the right track, dude. I, I would just say put the additive in it and see if that prevents it. Um, the other thing, though, is if you might just need to lay a little bit think, thicker deposit of ink. If you want to be able to pull it and not see it stretch, you got to kind of like combine all those ink molecules together, dude. You know what I mean? That's pretty much the, the, the best I got for you on that one. Uh, we nail them? I think we nailed them. What's this one? Monahu Cam. Uh, yep, that's it, bro. So thank you guys so much for calling in. It is 7.03 p.m., so we have officially made it through the Print Life Live video podcast. Dude, this was fun. Let's go to the chat here real quick before we exit out of here, man. I got to just say what's up to everybody. You guys are busy hanging with me how did we do uh what was our live viewer count i didn't even look guys what did we hit did we get into the 70s again yeah right like you know prototype diving in here it's like um you when you print so much with white it just starts it does i feel like and i hate to say this because i hate it when people say shit like this and it's a knack but i do think with white printing it it does become a knack you develop like this i don't know like a squeegee flip i mean you can you can get all analytical till you're blue in the face in the face but yeah at some point it's just like you just you get it you pick it up man so just keep just print the living shit out of white man and you'll be good print a bunch of your own designs in your own uh, shop shirts and eventually you'll get there Wow, what's up, dude? Thanks, yeah, indigenous dude. Um, I, yeah, I already answered that anyway. Yeah, guys, thanks so much for for calling in. Uh, where was I? Was I wrapping it up, man? There's some good. I'm just kind of reading the chat too because there's always some good, um, good stuff in here. 
okay anyway yeah i can't sit there and read it but you guys thank you all for joining in man um remember we go live every wednesday at 6 p.m mountain standard time and i think for me the most important thing is for you guys to submit your shop news so do that doesn't have to be big news just if something's new or something's cool man it's good to hear everybody else likes to hear even if it's if it doesn't feel that important to you a lot of people like to hear what's going on in other shops man so share the wealth and i'll be sure to start sharing my news as well although the vlog kind of does that so you know but yeah just start doing that keep doing that and then also keep calling in your questions guys don't be scared uh when you call it in it gives you the option if you press i think three or whatever it gives you the option to play your message back and listen to it so if you're uncomfortable calling in you can re-record it over and over until you get it the way you want and make sure that you sound the way you want you know so i would recommend that record it three or four times do it over and over again almost script it and you'll fire it off and you'll sound smooth as butter man so if you're scared to call in, that might be a, a way around that. But anyway, guys, thank you all for calling in. Uh, keep your eye out next Monday for the the week the vlog for this week. Anyway, we're good, guys. Uh, we'll see you guys on the next one, Print Fam. Peace out, yeah? I still haven't officially figured out how to end this whole thing, guys. Okay, we're done. Eh, I didn't make an, uh, an outro screen, but we're done. So I'm going to come back into the chat here and, and kick it with you guys. Let me stop recording my audio.